Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. Look at your neighbor and say, you look better in 2020. Everybody do that. Amen? How many can honestly say that's the truth? Praise God. We're just going to... We're just going to be excited about what the Word says about 2020. What I get in my heart, if you turn to back of chapter 2, what I get into my heart about 2020, I get, I get some words with S's. S's, and I'm going to talk about that. Um, some of the prophets of, of the kingdom of God have spoken already about 2020 being a year of clarity, of course, being a year of bigness, God's manifestation of His grace in this year. And... Uh, um, what God was speaking to me about, there's going to be some things that's going to happen in 2020 and um, that you and I are going to be a participant of and be part of, and it's going to be, uh, uh, going to be fun to live this thing out. How many knows we're living in the last days, heading toward the last days? How many knows all those things are, are upon us right now? How many knows what's happened over in the Middle East in the last few days is very instrumental what God is doing in the earth? How many can agree with that? And uh, we need to pray, need to pray for all those involved, from our president all the way down to everyone involved in, um, in our Congress. In fact, I want to do that right now. Father God, I thank you for truth. Opening up our eyes as the church of Jesus Christ around the world, especially in America, to be aggressive spiritually. To take our places against the, against the darkness and against the enemy of Jesus Christ, Satan himself. A defeated foe. Father God, I thank you that our eyes would be open and our ears would be open to understand our position and place. To come together as a family believers. To understand our authority in you, Lord Jesus. To take up our weaponry. To take up the word and take up the things of the spirit. So we could combat the lies and the evil against the church of Jesus Christ. And against you, Jesus, yourselves. Father God, I thank you this is going to be a year that we're going to be able to do that in Jesus' name finding our purpose and our place, finding that we're on the offense and not on the defense. And I just give you the praise for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, Habakkuk chapter 2 is what we always talk about when we talk about vision. And uh, it's always good to go back to it. Just something I want to write down um, real quickly before I forget it. How many know sometimes we need to write it down before we forget it? Amen. And uh, I believe it's going to be helpful. 2019, how many knows we passed through that, passed over that, and how many knows we brought some stuff with us that was good, hopefully leave the bad behind? The disappointments, the confusion, the discouragements, our failures on our parts, and we're moving on through that door of opportunity in 2020. It's just going to be a tremendous time. And in that, I believe it's going to give us an opportunity to grow closer to God and become all that you and I can be. Grow closer to God and become all we can be. I'm, I'm not about resolutions. Uh, I know resolutions has a point in place, but the truth is most resolutions are broken within 30 days. And the truth is your strong will, my strong will, we can't outwill certain things like sin and addictions and afflictions. 
And I believe as we're led by the Spirit of God and empowered by the Spirit of God and live out from, from our inside out, not outside in, we're going to see a lot of victories come our way in 2020. Here's some of the things I believe we're going to see in 2020, an opportunity for you and I to walk in the blessing of God. Again, I think God is going to, He's going to manifest Himself large in our lives. I believe we're going to see more manifestations of the things of the Spirit of God, more miracles, more healings, more moving the kingdom forward, moving everybody forward, taking ground that belongs to us. And I believe some of the things we're going to see is the ability to make sacrifices. Instead of living by faith for me, I'm going to be able to make sacrifices and prefer you at a greater level. I'm going to take on the role of Jesus because all He did was sacrifice Himself so you and I could walk in victory and peace in this life. I believe it's going to be a year to open ourselves up to sacrifice. Even like when we come together corporately, and even when we get up daily, we bring the sacrifice of praise. How many know sometimes it's a sacrifice when you praise? How many knows you're worn down, beat down? How many knows your mind's beat up? How many knows things aren't going well in life? But you can always go back to the power of praise and the sacrifice of praise. I believe 2020 is going to be a big year for sacrifice. I believe the body of Christ is going to prefer others over themselves. I believe we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and not because we get to do it, it's because of who we are. I believe it's going to be more than do's and don'ts, which religion tells us. I believe it's going to be becoming more Christ-like. I believe it's going to be living from Him on the inside out and learning day to day that He not only has a great plan for our life, but He's there when it doesn't go well. He's there when storms come. And the Bible says storms are going to come to the just and the unjust, right? Amen. And the truth is, I, I need to have more faith in Him than I do then the authority to speak to the storm. Because if I have more faith in Him, the speaking to the storm is going to come naturally instead of being a work. It's just I'm going to be filled with hope and faith that I'm going to the other side. When Jesus started you and I on this spiritual journey, He said we're going to the other side, we're going to finish this thing. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a finisher in Jesus' name. Amen? And that's what the Bible says. So I believe not only sacrifice, but I believe it's going to be a place of serving. The only peace you and I will ever really have in the body of Christ as working together as brothers and sisters is find our place of serving, not being served. Find our place of being the hands and feet of Jesus. Find our place of stepping into roles of where if Jesus walked upon the earth, this is what He would do. And we're representing Him. We've been graced to do this. And in 2020, there's going to be a grace just to step into ser servanthood as if never before. Finding, that's why next steps are so important. We will, by the grace of God, the Spirit of God, help locate your passions and gifts and help you understand that that can be plugged into a place of efficiency and satisfaction where you, you know that you're part of the team. Anybody here ever played on a team and never got to play? Anybody ever rode the bench continually and you never got put in? Anybody ever here got to go through all the practices and all the stuff, but you never got involved in the actual playing? That's not the way the body of Christ is built. God wants everybody to play. He wants everybody on the court, on the field. He wants everybody to be able to swing the bat, shoot the ball, carry the ball, make a tackle, hit the ball, tennis, whatever your ball is, I don't know, bowling, um, he wants you there. It's not only sacrifice, not only serving. This one here, probably I should put number one because this is the one that rises up in my heart the most. I believe 2020 for us as a group of people, as a local church, as a network of churches, planting churches in the state of Kentucky, I believe this is our year 
that the, the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit is going to be illuminated. The sensitivity, we're going to be super sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Not goofy, not crazy, but being led. Being led by the Spirit of God from the inside of our spirit, the candle of the Lord. A sensitivity that we're going to be doing things. I'll give you an example. Um, we was on our way back from Knoxville, Brooke and I, and um, um, we got to Corbin, and I, I wanted to eat, and, and uh, pulled off and really didn't say, we'll go here right off the bat. And I saw up on the hill, I saw it the last two times I've been down through Corbin there on uh, 75, it was Brooklyn Brothers Pizza. If you've ever heard of Brooklyn Brothers Pizza, it's a family-oriented pizza chain, and they make really, really good hand-tossed pizzas. And I read about them, you know. How many knows if you really have a desire about something, you read about it? How many say amen? You know, be honest with you, I can sit down with you for 15 minutes and listen to you talk and ask you what books you've read in the last six months and, and who you've been hanging around. I can pretty much track where you and I are going by who we hang around and what I'm reading and what I'm listening to because that's where your intentionality is at. That's where living every day intentionally, that's where you're growing and gaining. So on the inside, my flesh was going, I want to go to Brooklyn Brooklyn Brothers, Brooklyn Brothers Pizza, and, and Brooke, Brooke wouldn't care. She said, wherever you pick. I'm telling you, it just rose up on the inside of me, out of my belly, not out of my flesh, Applebee's. Well, how many likes Applebee's? How many could give, how many doesn't, I mean, Applebee's is, you know, middle of the road, you know, Applebee's. How many of those, we in Americans, we develop a system of gluttony, we just got so many restaurants. How many say amen? But down on the inside of me, just Applebee's. I don't want to go to Applebee's. I don't want to go to Applebee's because on Applebee's, the picture on TV and the picture on the, the covers, the, the steaks are that big, but when they come to you, they're like big quarters. And I'm going, well, that's a picture. And the shrimp looked like something that's been through three different... Anyway, I didn't want to go to Applebee's. And on the inside of me, go to Applebee's. I didn't want to go to Applebee's. But I said, we're going to Applebee's. She, did, she, didn't, she didn't really care, have a preference. We went to Applebee's and here I was halfway stewing and you know why we went to Applebee's? Because a young girl named Casey was our waitress. And I watched the Holy Spirit through my wife deal with her to help her avoid a lot of heartache concerning Christianity. Because of her upbringing and some things she'd seen, excesses and mistakes, and, and because her grandparents had spiritually raised her and her parents were out to lunch, and now she'd embraced some things now that's not of God. Looks good, sounds good, the world says it's good, but it's not of God. And I watched the Spirit of God through Brooke minister hope to her and give her some divine instruction. And I'll tell you what, I don't have to ask next time when I go through Corbin where I'm going to eat because I'm going to, I want to see a checkup. You know, if we'll be led, and I wish to tell you Pastor Pat's always led. I'm not. Sometimes I push it aside. Sometimes I go to Brooklyn Burgers Pizza and just, you know, eat till my cheeks look like chipmunks. How many say Amen. But I'm telling you, I believe in 2020, it's going to be a year of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Everybody say sensitivity. sensitivity. Well, we can't be sensitive to Him if we don't allow Him to be Him. So I believe many, all, are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost this year. And going to understand that's a power to be a witness and to operate in that and to learn how to flow through the power of the Holy Spirit. And to learn that the Holy Spirit's here to teach us, to guide us, to counsel us, and to point us toward Jesus. And then, also believe this year is going to be your scoring. S-C-O. 
O-R-I-N-G. I believe you're going to see answers to prayer. I believe there's going to be points on the board, runs scored. I believe you're going to see things happen you've been believing for, standing for. I believe you're going to see family come to the Lord. I believe you're going to see people come back to the Lord. I believe you're going to see relationships healed. I believe you're going to see answers to bodies that need healing. On and on and on. I believe you're going to see the gift of evangelistic, evangelistic grace on you. Reach out to people who are broken and lost. I believe it's going to be your scoring. You can keep score. But the people get saved, get filled with the Holy Spirit, come back to God, the people, all those things. And then lastly, the last S is basically suddenlies. In the book of Acts, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came suddenly. The Holy Spirit came suddenly. I believe you're going to wake up some morning and you're going to look down. I just read a story about a woman out, out of... Um, a woman out of uh, United Airmets, uh, Airmet, anyway, Middle East. Um, she'd been in an accident in 1991 with her four-year-old son. And um, they'd had an accident. He was hurt, not seriously. She had a brain injury and she was in a coma. She came too six months ago. Now she's fully speechful, so be able to talk. She's fully... Being restored 27 years. Why, did, why so long? I don't know about the whys. I don't know about the wheres. I don't know about the whens. But I do know our God is a God of suddenly. And I'm telling you, you can go to bed one night and get up a whole different person the next morning. Amen. You can go to bed one night over your head and dead and get up out of debt the next morning. Yeah, yeah. You can go to bed one night ready to quit your job and the boss calls the next morning and promotes you. It can be suddenly. It can be suddenly. Because God is a God of progression, God is a God of journey, but God is also a God of suddenly. And when the time comes, suddenlies will be enacted. But we must inspect them. We must give God our way with them. And you can't have a suddenly if you're always in a rationalization. If you're always figuring out everything with your mind, it always everything has to be analytical. And, and just there's nothing wrong with thinking, nothing wrong with reasoning. God give us a mind to reason. And He wants us to reason correctly according to the Word of God. He wants us to be transformed, changed by the renewing of our mind with the Word of God. But there's some things that will happen suddenly. Don't give up on the suddenlies. Don't give up because it's been years since what you prayed for. You, it hadn't come to pass. Don't give up on re relatives that have been acting like a fool. And it could be you or me. You know, a fool doesn't like instruction. A fool rejects wisdom. A fool talks too much. All those things are in the Bible. I don't have time to go through all the scriptures, but... Don't get caught up in rationalizing the things of God. Because I want to tell you something. God is more than we can imagine or think. Amen. And I'm telling you, sometimes things just happen suddenly. The door of favor opens. The door of opportunity opens. The door of grace. There's a new grace for 2020, and I believe we need to walk in it and accept it. So look at Acts chapter, excuse me, Habakkuk chapter 2. And this is all about the just living by faith. How many here is born again this morning? Amen. Look what it says. God's talking to Habakkuk the prophet. He's talking to us. The Lord said unto me and said, write down the vision. Go to verse 1, chapter 2. It says, I'll stand my watch. Before you're going to get personal vision or corporate vision, we have to stand our watch. We have to set ourselves aside. We have to listen unto God. He said, I will stand my watch and I'll set myself on the wall. There's a separation there's a getting away. There's a getting above the noise, getting above the chaos, getting above the humdrum of And what I will answer when I'm corrected or instructed. So God's, God's in the business of directing and correcting and instructing. That's His business. He wants the best for His children. How many believe that? 
God says, you being evil, people on the earth, give good gifts to your children. How much more does your heavenly Father want to give you gracious gifts like the Holy Spirit? So God is a good God, and the gifts He has toward you are good and they're not evil. In verse 2 it says, the Lord said to me, write the vision down. Write the vision. We need to put a pencil to the proclamation of what God's promised you. A pencil to the proclamation. Write down the scriptures that God has promised you according to the things of His vision. Write it down. If you write it down and if you hear it, there's an 83% chance you'll remember it. But only if you hear it and don't write it down, that drops down to around 50. If you write it down and keep hearing it, there's an 83% percentage you'll get it on the inside of you. That's why we have index cards. How many has ever had index cards on your bathroom mirror? How many has ever had stuff on your refrigerator? Our house that is built now was a picture on our refrigerator for, I don't know, Brooke, four or five years? Right there. There it's set. And every time you went to get eggs or milk or whatever you went to get, there set our house that was not manifested. It was, there was not a brick laid. There was not a foundation poured. There was not a chair, couch, or TV in it. In fact, it was just a barren field. But that picture got on the inside of us to a point we would say, that's our house. That house is going to be built on that land down on the bottom farm. That house is going to be erected one day. And we started getting it on the inside of us. See, religion wants you to do stuff systematically, rules and reg regulations and do's and don'ts. But God wants you to speak out of the overflow in your heart. And that overflow only comes from relationship with Him. Spending time with Him, just spending time with God, the residue of God comes on the inside of us and is released. It says, write it down, make it plain. Simplicity will bring, simplicity in life will bring a peace and a grace. Because I'm telling you, complexity, complexity will mess you up. And I have confessed to myself that I'm uh, illiterate with a phone and computer. I'm reaping my words, but I can change that if I repent and begin to speak. I can operate an uh, 11, an I-11. I can operate a pad and all that stuff. How many, how many just all the opportunities to put your finger in the wrong place just bugs you sometimes? <laughs> Simplicity. Faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. We're faith people. We believe in a faith God. We believe in a God to send His Son but faith to die for people who wasn't worthy dying for according to their natural purposes, but through faith they were. We believe hope will anchor us and tie us through the toughest storms of life until the manifestation comes that the sea settles and we continue our journey to get to the other side. And love overcomes all things. God's love overcomes all things. Disappointments, neglections, rejections, pains, lies. I mean, God's love overcomes all things. And that's what it says. Make it real plain. Write it down on paper that he or she may run who reads it. Because there's other people reading your vision. There's other people following you whether you know it or not. There's other people watching you. And no pressure on you. you got to be you. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not just about you. That's why we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the devil calls, comes, he comes immediately to always cause a vision in the body of Christ. Getting brother and sister at each other. Bringing offense, accusation, all that stuff. That's just, that's just trying to slow down the body of Christ. It started in the first family. Cain killed Abel because he had disagreement. It's been going on forever. The only thing it solves is the love and the power of Jesus Christ. How many say amen? amen. And growing up spiritually. Everybody say growing up. Everybody say growing up. 
The Bible says when we're growing up spiritually, love's not easily offended. That means what you say you might not mean, but that's not, I'm not going to take that as an offense. I'm going to take that you're having a bad day. Or if I, the thought comes I got left out, I'm going to take that as, you know what, maybe it's not my time to play in this series of rotation what's going on. I sit on here on the bench and encourage everybody and I'll strengthen everybody and I'll, I'll speak the word of God over everybody. Maybe it's not my season. Maybe it's not my time. Maybe it's not my place, but I sure can encourage you. I sure can inspire you. I sure can support you. I sure can help you. I'll help you get your crop in. I was amazed about my dad, our dad, my brother, my sister, our dad. I mean, he, he had a lot of things that wasn't right, but I'm telling you, he had, he had a core. He had a heart that was good. He had a heart that was right. He wasn't perfect. I mean, if you knew my dad, you knew him. He had rough edges and, you know, barefooted and Baylor twine for a belt and all that stuff. Till he got bigger like me and he just started wearing suspenders. Hello. Anyway. I'll tell you about my dad. He pulled a whole he pulled a whole family out. He pulled all the hired hands out and go help a neighbor put their crop in. We'd have crop to be put in. Most people make sure I get mine in. I'm safe and secure. I feel peaceful. And go. He wouldn't do that. He just pulled everybody. I said, "Why do you do that, Daddy?" He said, "Well, we got to help them. They're in worse shape than we are. We'll be all right." Could always say, "We'll be all right." He always say this to me. He said, "We got another crop. We will have another crop." We was driving through a field of tobacco once. It had root rot and everything else, and been hit by hail. It just messed up. He took mom back there one day. It's a three and a half acre field. He said, open the gap. I got out and opened the gap. And he drove a 1957 Ford Fairlane right through it. Thump, thump, thump. Stalks flying. Leaves going. Mom squalling. He said, it'd be all right. I grew up that attitude. It'd be all right. When people think I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm in, I'm in a coma or I'm not hearing or I'm not, you know. There's a thing that I learned from my dad is, you know, we're going to have another crop. We'll have another crop next year. It'll be a good one, boy. I remember one time we went down to feed one day and there's 11 yearling steers went in from 8 to 900, dead in a row. Dead, never didn't know exactly what happened, but Dad always thought they got hit by lightning together. I mean, you know, several thousand dollars dead there. And I looked at Dad and he goes, well, we, we'll have more calves next year. Optimism. Everybody say, this year, this year. can be better than last year. According to my attitude. You know, God taught, he dealt with me this something this week. He said, there's a power in complaining. I said, yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yeah, there's a power. He said, you've been complaining about some stuff. I said, yes, sir, I have, I repent. He said, where you complain, you'll remain. Now, if you got anything today, that's worth taking home. Where you keep complaining consistently, that's where you're going to remain because I can't do nothing with you complaining because you're out of faith. You're out of hope. You're out of love. You know, he dealt with a group of people should have had a two-week trip to the promised land, 40 years, they kept complaining, going around, the, they, they, they made a circle around Mount Sinai because they kept going around and around and around because they kept complaining, kept doubting God, kept questioning God. I believe this year, it's going to be a year of suddenlies. Things are going to happen to the good that you've been believing for. And look what it says, verse 3, for the vision is yet for appointed time. That means there's seasons to vision. And that means there's timings and there's releases and seasons have purposes. And God's not going to jump to this season until this purpose is completed. That's why when we have people that want to jump up and lead and they don't want to serve. You ever see people like that? They want to go right to the top office, top of the ladder. They never want to work their way up. They never want to be qualified by character, integrity, diligence, and all those things. And there's a season... And there's a place in every season. So I, I'm learning to be satisfied in this season with expectation, and expectionally um, hope 
that I'm going to not only do good in this appointed time, but the next appointment. And it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Everybody say appointed time. I believe 2020, you're going to have some appointments you're going to be able to meet. And you're going to gain score. You're going to gain rewards. You're going to see people come into the kingdom. You're going to see people restored. You're going to see blessing. You're going to see seed planted. You're going to see all kinds of things happen. I believe that's going to happen because that's what the Word says. And at the end, it will speak. At the point in time, it's going to speak. The, the Amplified says, The vision is yet for a point in time, and it hastens to the end, to its fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. The vision of God will not deceive you or disappoint you. How many in this room besides Pastor Pat has ever questioned God on what He's asked you to be or do in your life? I'm telling you today, the vision of God will not deceive you and it will not disappoint you. It's learning how to be content. As Paul said, either being abased or bound, either having much or having little. I've got to learn to find this place of contentment, this place of peace, that my God's not going to leave me, forsake me, and these things can happen over progression of time, or I can get up in the morning and I can be spit out, as Jonah said, the belly of a whale. I'm telling you, you might be living in a whale right now, but God's got a land for you, a beach for you to land on, and a mission for you to accomplish. He does never send anyone to this earth without a mission in mind. And most of us struggle finding our mission, but I believe greater levels of clarity is going to be understanding for 2020 that you're going to step in and you're going to slot into your place and purpose within the local church and you're going to see that we're here to establish and affect this state, this nation and world, and we're here to plant networks of churches that will preach Jesus and the Holy Spirit is empowered and where we can see souls won all the time, people brought into the kingdom. How many say amen? And at the end it's going to speak, it will not lie, the vision won't lie. Though it waits, though it tarries, though it seems to be far off, though it seems to be, st- to be stifled, wait for it. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings of eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. There's a wait, there's a presence. And, and next week we're going to get into seven things that's going to guarantee me and you some level of success and purpose of kingdom principles in 2020. But it's going to be not about rules and regulations. It's not going to be about checkoffs and check-ins. It's going to be about our fellowship evolving and growing with the Lord Jesus Christ. How many members when you first got saved? How many members when every prayer got answered for it got out of your mouth? How many members the sweet, sweet aroma of the Spirit of God just moving you and leading you and and all of those things, we can have that again and more if we'll believe and more. God's never just to add to and bring you back to. He's an and more God. If you've got a, a good marriage, He can take it to a great marriage. If you've got decent health, He can take it to great health. If you've got great relations, He can take it to even greater. I'm telling you, He's ready to move us Remember, it's a year of sacrifice and serving and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and seeing scores, seeing wins, and then suddenlies. And look what it says. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The vision God gives you and me through His Word, the vision He gives us as a church, as a network, it will surely come. It will not tarry. Verse 4, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. The proud. That's willpower. There's a lot preached on self-help today. There's a lot preached on willpower. I'm telling you, your willpower will run out. You will run out. 
you will finish exhausted. You will finish not fulfilling everything God has for you. You will stop in yourself short of the victory God has for you. But endued and empowered and enmeshed in the power of the Spirit of God and the Word of God, I'm telling you, you'll finish what God has put in your life to finish. And you'll finish it with joy and grace. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him or her, but the just shall live by faith. Aren't you glad we get to live by faith? Aren't you glad we get to live by faith? Aren't you glad no matter what's happening around the world? Aren't you glad we get to live by faith? And faith brings peace. And peace brings joy. Aren't you glad? Well, aren't you afraid Iran's going to come and get us? No, I'm absolutely not. Because our God still loves America. Our God loves everybody. But the Iranians aren't living for our God. They're living for a false God. Do you understand that the Muslim people, even though they're portrayed as peaceful, they don't really love us. We're infidels. Do you understand that? Don't get sucked up into this well, everybody, we do love everybody. We love them enough to tell them the truth. Amen. And the truth is, Jesus is coming. And He's the only doorway to heaven. We've got to tell everybody, demonstrate to everybody. We've got to love everybody with the power, the love, the grace of God to let people know there's one door to heaven, there's one way to heaven, there's one cross to heaven. His name is Jesus. That's why we have to, I believe, get aggressive. And get more stirred in the spirit of the things of God. And get, just, get, just take that boldness and ask that person, can I be a blessing to you? Can I pray for you? I want to come to church. I want to come to small group. Can I come to your house? Ask them, can I do something for you? What do you have need of? You know how many times Jesus said, what do you have need of? I mean, the guy by the pool of Bethesda said, do you want to walk? That's a stupid question. Isn't that a stupid question in the natural Jesus wanted to locate him. Do you want to walk? Do you want to get up? And he said, what'd he do? He did what we do. He blamed people. I ain't got nobody throwing me in the water. I'm not going to preach another sermon. I'm just encouraging we get to live of faith. I see your problem through the possibility of faith. That God can answer this progressively, projectedly, or even suddenly. And you wake up. You wake up in the manifestations in your lap. Expect it. Be pregnant. Get enough of the seed of the word in you to be pregnant. Get enough word in you to be pregnant. And feed that seed. Water it with prayer. Speak over it. And then get ready to have a baby. In due time, babies come. And in due time, there's a release and a natural flow. And I believe 2020 is going to be a due time year for us. And I'm excited for you and excited for me. And I'm excited that what God starts, he's going to finish. How many say amen?